yeah, how was it? How was the game? I mean, obviously you guys won big win. I mean, how was the environment? How was the atmosphere in there? Your low key Rutgers has one like the best crowds like I've seen. Like their stadium's pretty cool. Like most arenas, they kind of like go out, but there it kind of mm-hmm. goes up. So like I don't know. I guess like all the sound is pretty close together. It, at times it got really loud. Like I was trying to like talk to my friend next to me, and like sometimes I couldn't hear him. Yeah. So it felt but, like all the people are like on you, like, like down like, on you. Yeah, I I love arenas like that's that. Sick. Honestly, that's how the uh, Indiana's uh like the Pacers. That's how their uh, mm-hmm. arena was like. Oh, really? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rutgers in the beginning they're up by ten, and they had a chance to like really like take control of the game, but they kept posturing it, and you can't keep yeah. one of those teams around for that long. And Hofstra's best player got um, fouled out with, like, uh, maybe, like, six minutes left in the second half. And the game ended up going overtime. So, a lot of guys stepped up. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, that that's crazy. That was literally one of the wow. first videos I've seen this morning. And for Hofstra to come back that late in the game and win it, I mean, you know. Yeah, dude, being down five yeah. with 30 seconds left, dude. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty insane. So, I mean – Super dope. I mean, that's also, you know, Hofstra is the school that Chris went to. He just graduated from. So for people that uh, haven't followed us or, you know, know much about our background, uh, that's why we're talking about Hofstra right now. But, um, you know, this is also episode two of season two. And uh, we have a lot going on. So I don't know if you want to start with what what do you want to start with? You you, you choose. (laughs) I guess the boy John Morant. All the news is about him, dude. <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah, so John Morant. I think we started with him last time too, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, because obviously, like we were just saying, like that's all the news is about is about this huge investigation. So again, for those that don't know, Ja has been John ja Morant, who's you know obviously player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, star player for the Memphis Grizzlies. May I add? Um, he's been having a little bit of trouble with, um, but I don't even know if really with the league, he's just having trouble with like his own personal life and his personal matters and that carrying over into the NBA. So, um, and affecting his job. So really this all stemmed from him being caught on video. I believe it was on Instagram Live with what allegedly looked like a gun. Actually, he confirmed that it was a gun, which took away my belief because I thought it was just like a toy. Like, it was so small. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Like, how small it was. Like, I literally was telling someone today, I was like, it looked like a keychain. Like, that thing was tiny. So, I mean, all in all, he said it was a gun. So, um, you know, the NBA caught wind of that even though it's an instagram live and it goes away uh after the live stream um people were able to find it and um people screenshotted it and did everything that they could to keep it and preserve it and the nba got wind of it and turns out that an investigation was had with the local colorado police so this was obviously for like a denver game and then um then the team had an uh, investigation, but then 
they ended up suspending jaw for a minimum of two games. So pretty much he was suspended indefinitely until the NBA was able to assess and give out their punishment, which honestly, for me, this was, if you want to learn about how the NBA is ran and, and how it, and, and, and how just things go, like this was kind of the perfect scenario to show how the NBA administers punishment because the teams in the league, there's a difference there. Like the oh, league yeah, has to point. investigate and the teams have to investigate. So that was something for me. I don't know if you had a different, you know, I don't know if you already knew that for you, Chris, but that was kind of mm-hmm. like something for me where I was like, huh, I never realized that the teams that do their own investigation and then the league does an investigation as well. Yeah, the only time was with the Celtics coach. That was kind of like two separate mm-hmm. things. But usually they kind of like clump them together. And it's kind of interesting that the team only gave him two and then the league gave him eight games. Like that's totally, totally different. But it kind of makes sense. The team's not going to want to suspend their star player for that many games right before the playoffs start. Yeah, I was honestly shocked that they even administered any sort of punishment, to be quite honest with you. And I don't know if you feel differently, but um, for me, it was just, again, like I didn't think it was a real gun at first until he had this interview that just came out today. So this is Wednesday, what, March 15th. So he just had an interview that literally just dropped like maybe an hour ago with Jalen Rose, who actually like delivered probably one of the best, you know, responses and advice that you know to John Morant about you know his upbringing uh talking about Jalen Rose like just talking about his upbringing and what it took to be a professional in the league and he was just giving John Morant advice um but however I mean they had the interview today I haven't listened to it yet um so I'm sure we'll be able to pick that apart next time we record but uh yeah I mean I think the biggest that I thought was interesting actually there's a few interesting things to this but one was John Morant and uh checking himself into the in a counseling facility um Mm -hmm. what what were your thoughts on that I thought that was kind of interesting well like pretty much like good thing like you don't really see too many players doing that like it's definitely good that he realized that he needed help but at the same time it's kind of weird because he went there yesterday and then he left today, and then he met with the commissioner, and then he got suspended. It was like, I don't know, kind of weird. Like, you go, yeah. go in for a day, and like, I don't know. Or maybe he went out so, like, he can get suspended, and he can go back in during the eight games. I don't know. They don't really tell us that much information. So I thought that was, like, weird, or a weird timing, too. Yeah, I I agree. I think the timing was weird. And that's where I'm kind of going to go with my point is that, you know, when when it comes to players that have this much money, I feel like, you know, well, actually, let me even let me even go back even further. There's been reports that Jaw's been investigated multiple times in the last two years by the NBA themselves, not even just law enforcement, but the NBA themselves. This was not the first story as we talked about in our last episode. This was not the first, you know, accusation. So for me, like there was a bunch of cover-ups before this 
And we never even heard of any sort of investigations going into John Morant until now. And the yeah. only reason why we know is because it went public and the video got released. Um, and it's kind of the same situation with like, you know, uh, Draymond Green and him punching Jordan Poole, right? Like we yeah. would have never known if anything was going on unless we saw that re- that clip. Um, and what to make matters worse, the strip club that John Moran was at released tape yeah. showing that he was there and showing him with all this. First off, that was a lot of cash on the floor. He was like 50K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, all this cash. Tuition. Bro, what? <laughs> Man. I mean, you can let me hold a dollar or something. <laughs> but, yeah, bro. <laughs> but, nah, bro, like, literally, like, just seeing all of that, I'm just like, okay, like, if we didn't have all of this, we would have never known. So, exactly. I'm going all the way back that far because my thing is checking in a counseling facility, my first thought was, like, okay, they're going back to the mental health thing. And I'm getting kind of tired of the mental health excuse. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like it's something that's been thrown out there a lot. And I think that's what the NBA was trying to spin it into by him flashing the gun and all this. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some sort of um, issues there. Like, not saying he doesn't suffer from mental health. I don't want to, you know, pin that on him. But I just feel like that's just something that it's just getting – I, I brought it up with the Ben Simmons situation. It's getting yeah. played out, and then it's going to turn into the boy who cried wolf. Like, it's going to be too many people saying this, and then it's going to end up being a situation that no one's going to start taking seriously anymore. That's my thing with it. So I feel like they went to the – he they brought out this counseling facility thing that he checked himself into or whatever because it just sounded and looks good for the league and the team and for John Moran. Yeah. I don't know, maybe, like, at least, like, this time, maybe he's got, like, anger management or something like that. Just to be posting, be. like, playing all these high school kids for, like, whatever, who knows what reasons. Maybe, that's the only reason I could think of for it to be, like, mental. Unless maybe, like, the pressure of being famous. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like now that so much information's out, they got to say something to make it make sense. Because you can't really hide parts of it now. I, the, almost the whole story's out. Just tell us why and what's wrong and all that stuff. Bro, and there's probably so much we don't even know. Like, And that's Crazy. another thing where, like, that's the opposite <laughs> end of what I'm saying, too, where it's like, I could be saying this, and then at the end of the day, he could really be going through something traumatic and that we just yeah. don't really know. Because these are people and these are human beings at the end of the day. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, I applaud him if he's really, like, going over there to seek some help for himself um, to be better, you know, person and just a better, you know, individual and just to help himself, period. Like if he's doing that, great. Um, but again, timing, like it was such a short stint, like ain't nothing fixed after two days. Not even like a couple hours, bro. Whatever, whatever <laughs> long he was there, like it wasn't even, yeah. I mean, he wasn't there for too long, it sounds like. And it's like, we don't know all the facts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my only thing. Yeah, if they were going to hide, if they were hiding stuff before, why they have to tell us that he checked himself into a place and then check himself out a couple hours later or a day later or whatever it was? Like, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, and then, and like, like when they sound said, worse. 
Oh, yeah, it definitely does. I think also, too, like, checking into a counseling facility, right? Like, they made it sound like this dude was going to rehab. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounded like he was going, like, he was spending the night there, like, the way they talking about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, that's it's why like, I go back to the mental health thing. I'm like, was it really this deep? Like, I don't think yeah. it's this serious. It's like a lot of people made a big deal about going to the strip club. Like, the owner of the strip club yeah. said he didn't drink and he was nice. Like, he's the only NBA player to ever go to the strip club and waste a ton of money. Like, 50 grand for him is, like, nothing compared to what it is for us. Yeah, it's, like, 50 bucks for for, for him. So, it's just, like, yeah. I I think I want to go back to a question you posed about Kyrie last, uh, last time we recorded. Because you were asking about Nike and mm-hmm. whether they would regret it and whether they would regret, um, you know, pulling their deal with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, and I didn't do too much digging on this, but I heard something about Powerade potentially yeah. pulling their deal from John Morant, and th- <laughs> this is a situation where they would, regret that. they would regret that. Yeah, and I think they pulled all their ads with him on it, I think. So they pulled the ads, but just haven't pulled the deal. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, if they pulled the deal... And I, I'm going to do more digging on that. But if they pull the deal and they're like, you know, we we got to cut ties from this guy entirely too soon. And also, it's like, this guy's way too young. And your Powerade, who do you guys have at this point in time? Like, he's this is supposed first, to be your rebrand. Yeah, he's the first athlete in, like, a pretty long time. Yeah. This is supposed to be the rebrand, man. Like, y'all are going to regret that. There isn't no one coming to save y'all after this. Like, yeah. there's not going to be many. I mean, you could try, but, you know, at, at John Morant's caliber, there's not going to be many, no, you know, many dudes, dudes after this. Yeah. No yeah. Style. So, yeah. So, you know, all in all, hopefully he got the help he needs. Hopefully it's something that's like legitimately that he, you know, he's looking to fix some things within himself, his circle, his family, friends, you know, just the people around him. It's the circle you keep, man. So hopefully he's doing what he needs to do there. Yeah, hopefully he's cutting people that he needs to out of his life so this stuff doesn't happen later on in his career. Right. Yeah, and I mean, so we see now that they suspended Ja um, for uh, pretty much six more games because uh, apparently it's retroactive and okay. they're just adding six on to the two that he's already been suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to dive into kind of the suspensions. And I brought up Kyrie earlier, um, but this is more so now about like just the suspensions and the NBA dishing out the suspension stores players. Like, do you think the NBA has been getting these suspensions right with jaw Kyrie um these indefinite suspensions um because even jaw like they're like okay like minimum this many games that's an indefinite suspension like we don't know when he's gonna come back they keep talking about oh yeah he's gonna ramp up come Monday but his return is still you know up in the air like do you think they that the NBA has been getting these suspensions right and the teams Nah, not really. Oh, it's kind of hard, though. Like, I think for this situation, he deserves a little bit more for flashing a gun like that. Because, like, if you bring a gun, oh, and depends if the gun's registered, too. Like, there's so many variables. Is it his gun? 
Is it registered? Does he have a permit to carry it? Does mm -hmm. the state allow people to carry it? Um, it's like, it's pretty common for like a sport, especially for someone his caliber to have a bodyguard with a gun on him. But for someone to have his own a gun on him, that hopefully better make sure it's registered. Because if it's not registered, that makes huge, like we said last time, it creates so many more problems for him. But if everything is good, I don't see him having it on him, but it's a bad look for the NBA to have all these dudes showing guns and stuff. Because the NBA, in like the last, I don't know, maybe let's say 20 years, they've tried to calm down on the fighting just so it doesn't look bad for the league. So yeah. now if they let guys take videos holding guns, that totally makes no sense of what they were trying to do in the past. So I don't know. I feel like he should be at least suspended for the rest of the regular season. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel I feel like it's also difficult um to agree with you. I think also like you were saying, like all the checks and balances that the NBA had to do to determine like if whether the uh, gun was registered, whether this was a state that you can do conceal and carry or even open carry or whatever. Um, I would assume. And I'm going to really assume that the NBA did their due diligence there and, yeah. you know, made sure to account for the laws of that, of, of Colorado. Um, however, like, I think the biggest thing for the NBA, I think the things that they looked at mainly was, I think those things obviously are important, but more so if it like rolled into um, affecting the, the the team in general. And once, it's like brought into the locker room or brought on the team plane, like the yeah. gun I'm talking about and, you know, affecting just the, the team itself and being like crossing over into the team. Um, so like same thing for like when you're looking at education law, right? Like when there's an issue that happens outside of school, say it's like social media and you're getting bullied online. Uh, the way schools go about administering punishment is if there was, uh, natural cause where it rolled into affecting the school, and if yeah. it was with, like you know, if there are things that happen within mm -hmm. the schoolhouse doors, so it's like, okay, they got bullied, but is this online? But then is this carrying over into school as well? Like, I think that's how the NBA looks at it in a way, um, kind of the same Definitely. like type of thing. Um, so I mean, to answer the question directly, like I, I do think that the NBA got at least jaw suspension right because i think okay you know jaw said that this wasn't his gun um again i still don't i mean i know he said it was no. a gun it just doesn't look <laughs> like one. anyways um but who am i but then also like you know the fact that this happened you know outside of the team and he was out doing his own thing and even if the team was there like that doesn't mean it like was within the locker room or on the plane or you know even at the facilities or anything like that you know so it's just like maybe this was even someone that was just at the club and handed it to him and he just I don't know so I think they did the right by him I think Kyrie is where they messed up with the suspensions mm -hmm. and you know I think it should have been a lighter punishment and not even just forget lighter punishment they need to start having legitimate like deadlines or like dates of when these suspensions should be done 
because yeah. they they typically do that, but lately they've been doing these indefinite suspensions, and I just don't know what's going on. They're just waiting for I think like the news or like people to like calm down about it, and then like try like sneak them in back in real quick. Right, like, but, but like, is that right? Like, is that right to do to the player, yeah, especially not, like with Jaws situation fans, where it's no play, he yeah, gets no, he gets no teams. play, no pay. Yeah, like uh. His deal is big enough where I, th- I don't think the money's going to hurt him, but it hurts the fans that if you bought tickets, you'll know if you should sell them or buy them or whatever you want to do with them. And the team, they're trying to ramp up for the postseason. Like, yeah. they want to know exactly how much time they're going to have with their key guys so they can implement whatever plays or defenses they want to practice before they actually get to the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean – as far as Jaw, yeah. I, I I get it. Like I get I get why you say that you think it's fair. Because honestly, this is a gun. Like it's not a light yeah, situation, exactly. you know. But and, for me, it was just and, like, does it cross over into the to the team to the league? I don't think it does. But and they definitely don't want another situation where you know, like Jason Williams, the one that was on the Nets, he accidentally mm-hmm. shot on like his Butler or. Uh, I guess mm. someone working for him. They don't want another situation like that. Where you're yeah. at a strip club, you're at some place, and someone sees you with a gun, and the wrong person sees that. Oh, you never know. Or maybe he is not common with guns and accidentally discharges it. Who knows? So Definitely then, like, situation yeah. Like that. Yeah, but I guess my thing is, like, what's the, you know, where where do we stop? with that because for me it's like okay what if he does have a registered gun and you know accidentally shot somebody right accidents happen god Mm -hmm. forbid it happens but accidents do happen like the nba like you know for that the nba has uh clauses within their contracts well at least the players Mm -hmm. i mean um you know to not pretty much just not embarrass the league or the team itself and or to not make the league or the team look bad in any sort of way. Do you Mm -hmm. think that the league, like given what we've seen, I wouldn't be surprised if with a registered gun accidentally fires off that he still gets suspended for that. (laughs) And I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I don't think so because it's again, like, if it's something that's accidental, like accidents happen, like why can't we? I don't know. What What do you think? Uh, so, like you're saying, if you're in a state, you're allowed to carry it. Everything's good, and it just accidentally goes off. Yeah, let's say everything. Like, let's say that you're in a state that you can carry, or even say you're not even carrying, but you can even just have this in your home. It's registered yeah. in your name. It's in your home, mm-hmm. and this is something where it accidentally goes off now i will say maybe suspensions will be had or have yeah maybe they'll have a suspension just to carry out an investigation that would that would probably be fair i guess i just i'm want to decide on is this a suspension for punishment is this a suspension for investigation and you know as long as the nba is open about that then I guess I don't really have any issues. Yeah, I think it's just, like, the look. Like, yeah. you know, they, the NBA knows so many kids look up to these players, and the last thing they want is for 
like kids to go and try and like get guns to post the same picture or like do the same things as like their favorite players, I guess. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest issue here. Because like, for example, John Jones is one of the best fighters ever. He lives in oh, was it like Nevada, I think, or somewhere mm. near one of those states. And he shoots guns like all the time. He's like that's like his hobby away from fighting. So like if an NBA player wants to do that, there's no problem with them doing that. But I think while they're playing, for them to highlight them holding guns in certain ways isn't a good thing. Yeah, no, I and I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I guess my point was more so towards just like the slippery slope of, of suspending players, you know, just based on them having a weapon or things like that because like we're getting to the point we're getting to the point where that's true and jaw this is a different situation jaw was literally like waving it around and like like really just you know like you were just saying like not being a great representative of the league you know in any job like if any employer sees that like they're Mm -hmm. gonna have some questions and probably have some suspensions you know, they're going to be like, you know, take a shoot. Some jobs, jobs lucky. And maybe you're even right. Maybe you're even right. I may have to flip my opinion on that because jobs lucky to be in the NBA where they just suspended them some games because there's some jobs that they were to see that you're especially done nowadays. Oh, especially nowadays. Oh God. Yeah. Even if you say the word gun in the office is probably like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so I may I may have to you 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 persuaded me on that. I I think talking through it that makes sense. Yeah, why why it should have been maybe even longer. So he's lucky that he works in the NBA. And he needs, <laughs> yeah. to count his bless- <laughs> needs to count his blessings. Yeah, because um, um, Gilbert just got what like fifty games. If he got 50 you, games, and there's no bullets in his, and his were registered, but he brought, yeah, but he brought his into the locker room, so that's still like different. Okay, but if he brought it on the team bus or a team plane, it's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gilbert's situation. Yeah, he, that's where I was going earlier, where I was saying like, you know, if he didn't bring it into the workplace, then that's different. You know, he it didn't roll into the, you know, the quote unquote schoolhouse doors where he didn't bring it into the arena, didn't bring it into the uh, practice facility, training facility, planes, buses. Like, he didn't do that. At least that's what it sounds like from the NBA's investigation that he yeah. didn't do it. But Gilbert did. So, yeah. you know, that you know that in itself, that, that's cause for a suspension. But, you know, also just having a suspension to investigate a player, like – I, I I get it, but at the same time, like, sometimes there's some, like, it, it'll come to the point where, like, maybe you guys are investigating something where the guy's completely innocent, and then yeah, now you're suspend. You know what I'm saying? Now you're suspending yeah, yeah. him, giving him, but I guess they administered the no-pay situation until after they've conducted the full investigation, so... Hopefully it's not the case where they're suspending someone and they're not giving them any pay just because they want to conclude this investigation. Yeah, then yeah, that's totally wrong then. And yeah. a lot of problems. And the CBA will definitely 
getting all over that. Right. And I mean, you perfect segue with the CBA. Um, so just looking at the NBA and they are, there's been leaks about what uh, the players union and the league have been in talks about. And one of them, one of the things they're talking about is the NBA could require minimum games played for major awards. Um, I, for one, love this idea. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like something that, you know, maybe even long overdue, like the last, you know, maybe six, seven years, we probably needed this because, you know, goes into ties into load management, of course. But, um, and this is directly tries to attack that situation. But um, yeah, I just think it's a good idea. I think there are players that, you know, like Kawhi, uh, and a lot of other players like Kyrie, um, you know, just players that need to be on the floor and be more accessible, man. Like the league was not always like this. And, you know, I, I've said it before, I think it's losing its kind of its luster. So I, I love that they're trying to, you know, save the league essentially and, and make the regular season matter a little bit more. But also there's star players that don't really care about the regular season no matter what. And they don't care about the MVP either. Because yeah, jo- if you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like just for like devil's advocate, like in reality, there's only like maybe like three to five players that have like an actual chance for MVP. So, like, certain players might just be like, oh, I don't care about MVP. I just want to be good for a championship run. Then kind of, like, not really backfires, but doesn't help the NBA the way all the way that it wanted to. But it's a step in the right direction, though. Because it's kind of hard. Yeah. Like, it's a lose-lose. You can't really force someone because then they're going to say, oh, I'm hurt. And then you can't force a player to be hurt. Then that doesn't work out either. But I yeah, think for I all awards too. Like I think that's what they're saying for all awards too. That that kind of helps more too. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say too. Like you know, right now there's there's already a rule in place for minimum numbers of, uh, of games you can play to even be considered in statistical like categories. You know, yeah. and like you know the scoring title and you know things like that. So this is not something new. It's only new towards like the MVP award and most improved and things like that. But I guess also like you were saying, like there there are gonna be players that don't care about this. Like you ask Joel Embiid right now, like I think he still cares about winning an MVP, but I don't think he's as uh upset. Like if he were to lose this year, I don't think he would care because he like the way he's been talking in all of his interviews, it seems like he's very focused on just winning a championship. Yeah, because if you're if you win a championship as the guy, that holds a lot more weight than just winning an MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there but there's also just like kind of players like playing an all-star game. Like there's players that just kind of they're in it and yeah. they don't really care about being in it. Like it's the same with the MVP. There are players that like, you know, if we're if I'm in the running to get it, like that's cool, but I don't really care about getting it. Like I'd rather get a championship. Yeah. Like you ask LeBron right now, he doesn't care about winning an MVP. You ask, you know, Anthony Davis, like, I don't know if he really cares about winning an MVP. I don't really know if that dude cares about playing basketball either. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's just you know, naturally gifted. Um, 
and kind of echoing what you were saying too about uh just players not going to really care <laughs> um about this change i think players are going to find a way to manipulate the rules every chance they get um now mm-hmm. i think you know aside from this change from the cba and or what the changes are potentially going to be for the cba uh i want to go back to load management because you know paul george said something pretty interesting the other day on jj reddick's podcast and he was talking about load management in a way that i've never heard a player say and he, he was kind of taking accountability not just for the players, but, you know, on teams as well, on coaches as well. I'm pretty much saying, like, hey, when I was, uh, you know, a rookie coming in and I was playing for the Pacers, we had hard practices, and we practiced often. Like, there weren't many off days. And also even training camp, like, we had a true training camp, and it was a true, like, two-a-day, and we did all of these things, and and we trained hard. And he says now, like, you know, the, the, the practices, you know, maybe like some walkthroughs or, you know, if we're in the midst of the season, we're not really practicing too hard. And he was saying that, you know, because we don't have those reps and not having reps where we're going hard almost every other day or every other two days or whatever it is, like he was saying that makes us more prone to injury. And that was an interesting take. So I, I know you said you heard this too. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard that? That makes sense because he was saying that like one day you go hard then you rest your body is not like really used to it and but well, i'm not a doctor or anything but kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah. you're like put into a certain mode and he was also saying that dudes are coming into the league all beat up already because of aau because going up because not not everyone is going to go straight to nba obviously so to get looks, you have to go to all these camps. You have to play in these AAU tournaments where you're playing like three games a day for X amount of days. And also over the summer, let alone AAU games, you have to go to the Nike camps, the Adidas camps, whatever other huge camps where college coaches are. And I remember maybe like five years ago on Netflix, they had like this little documentary about one one kid um, and, like, his whole summer schedule. And literally, like, the entire summer, he had, like, three days off for him to practically, like, do absolutely nothing. And all he did yeah. all summer was fly across the country to all these camps because Nike ha- had, like, a specific week. And then since um, – then the next week was, like, Adidas and then Nike and Adidas. Like, literally like that for the entire summer. And by the end of the summer, he's going to have a stress fracture in his foot. So if, you're, if your body's that beat up when you're like 15, 16, it's only going to get worse when you're 32, when you yeah. put even more miles on your body. And it kind of makes sense. Like you're, a person's body can only do so much. And you can't, and especially when you're younger, if you're just playing all the time, you, can't, you don't have enough time to actually like strengthen your body. Yeah, and, have, and then now in the NBA to have glorified shoot rounds, like those don't really help them in any way. They're just going to get shots and leaving. Like your body has to like move. I don't know. I feel like your body has to move. Like you're just standing around, you're getting stiff, and then all of a sudden in a couple hours you gotta go out there and sprint. 
And then the next day, oh, you're stiff again. You got to like walk around. You're not really doing too much. You're not really warming up the way you should be. And I don't know. I feel it makes sense of why all these dudes are getting hurt. Yeah, I think what he said makes sense as well. I think, too, um, you know, the fact that those players are, you know, on again, off again, on again, off again, and it's like, let's go hard this day. Let's go soft this day. Let's go hard this day. Let's not go hard this day. Like, it's that that not not that saying that you have to be on 100 every single day, but practicing hard, you know, not just walking through these these drills or walking through these scrimmages and – it's like you prepare all summer long as an NBA player in your in your off-season workouts, and you go super-duper hard to prepare for the season. And then once the season gets here, you're not going hard anymore. Like, you're not having those it same sort sense. of workouts. It doesn't make any sense. But the guys that, you know, are elite and are the top of the top, they – you – I know for a fact, except maybe LeBron and maybe KD, because that dude doesn't touch weights ever. Um, yeah. you know, there, there's dudes that are elite and probably go extra, extra hard, not every day, but every week they are going extra hard and working on their craft. I know for a fact, Damian Lillard's doing it. I know for a fact that, um, you know, uh, Steph Curry's doing it with his shooting, going crazy and, and, and shooting a hundred threes in a row, making a hundred threes in a row and yeah. all this crazy stuff. Not, and, and also having drills where he's challenging himself, where it's like, I don't even want to, you know, it's a miss if if it's not a swish. You know, like, there's just certain things that the elite players do to challenge themselves throughout the season and also, like, go hard and and, and practice as if they're in-game and have in-game reps. Another thing you were saying, too, that, you know, resonated with me was uh, talking about the AAU circuit and how Paul George was talking about that, too. Because, you know, from, from my experience, you know, I was by no means anywhere near yeah. touching the NBA. Nowhere near it. Maybe not even D1, you know? And um, for me, like, I played a ton of basketball in my life. And on the AAU circuit, I wasn't in EYBL. I wasn't in the Under Armour series. I wasn't in Adidas Gauntlet. I wasn't in any of those. And for me to still play the amount of games that I did, have the amount of practices that I did, and I only practiced twice a week, but because I love the game so much, I was playing recreationally all the time, maybe yeah. every day, especially when school was out. I was playing at the gym every day. But formal practice and going, like, super-duper hard, like, I wasn't doing that. Now, there's kids today, I can't say they're going extra, extra hard. You know, a lot of these dudes, they have, like, trainers and stuff that are giving putting them through some BS drills that don't yeah. even, you know, make sense to do. Like they got them getting hit with, like, I don't know, like, random stuff and trying to do random moves that they'll never use in a game. Um, but, like, again, I they're playing a ton of a lot more basketball than I did. And I can't even imagine someone playing more basketball than I did because I did play a lot. But I know, obviously, that it's out there because people have trainers, people have practices, people have games. And another thing – players are playing on like multiple teams at once. Like they're not just playing on one team anymore. Like I did. I played on one team going through every summer and, you know, same team every year. But these players today, they're playing on like two, three teams at a time. 
They're getting called to go play at this tournament for one weekend with a new team that they've yeah. never – the players the they've team. never met before. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're just getting called in to come play in this California tournament with this team that's just interesting in them. Like, you know, and I guess that's just, like, a, a moot point. But it's just, again, like, they're playing so many reps and then bringing that into their adulthood life. And, you know, now all of a sudden you're, like, not going to go hard and keep up. Because if you if you stop doing the thing that you've been doing for years, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, like I made it to the top, I can relax now. It's like you're not going to mm-hmm. be that successful. And they have and those another point he was making, which was pretty interesting, is that they have more technology now. They have all like the straps and the whatever to figure out how they. Uh, how well they recover or whatever, their heart rate, this other rate, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And still, they're just like, all right, sit down. <laughs> like they have all this yeah. information now where they can actually do things in a smarter way, but they're just like, nah, it's okay. Yeah. I, um, I, I, like I'm in like the 90s, not that many people were getting hurt as much as they were today, seems like. I don't know. That's what most people were saying. But, yeah, if it worked back then with less technology, then it should be even better now. Yeah, I I, I think that's a fact that less players are getting hurt. I mean, even then, and this is just the timeline that I grew up in, but even in, like, the late 2000s um, and 2010s, like, yeah, players got injured, but not nearly as much as they get injured now, like, even back then, like, this this is Paul George we're talking about. Like, this dude wasn't no 90s player. Like, he was, like, mid-2000s, yeah. you know, late two, 2000s, early 2010s. And when he when he came in, like, the, the standard was still the standard. It was still, like, you practice hard. You still have, you know, uh, your days of, of, of rest. But you, you, you go hard and practice. And, you know, there were less injuries back then, less significant injuries back then. And now I don't even think they're like significant injuries. I think now they're just like a lot more careful. Um, like, yeah, you have a soft tissue injury, but this can lead to a torn ACL. So sit, like, don't play. <laughs> and maybe this goes to like the players just getting paid more. Maybe it's just because True. now these 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 teams are giving them so much more money that they're like, hey, look, this is a a legitimate uh, uh, asset and um investment rather that we are giving right now to this guy like this man is worth almost 500 million (laughs) dollars like if he even gets nicked they treat it like they treat these players like kind of like a car like they treat them all like a new car it's like oh they have a little dent on them yeah 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 we're gonna have to take them into the shop like we're gonna have to get it looked at little ding Little, little little engine light come on here and there. Little, you know, like they they like let's take them into the shop. Let's get them get it. Uh, let's get it looked at. And it's like nothing wrong getting looked at. But the more main point is like these dudes don't need to be sitting as much as they do, and they know it. But because they make so much money, and they know they make so much money, and not saying that they should be getting getting paid any less because a lot of players are probably still even underpaid. But yeah. um. You know, is this? I think it's just a fact, and I think that's what's happening here. You think because of this that NBA teams should design their contracts kind of how football does theirs? Like you have a certain amount that's guaranteed, but it can be up to a certain point. Because now 
dudes switch teams so often and want trades so often, maybe that just kind of makes it a little bit easier for teams to just be like, all right, you can go do whatever. We can cut you a little bit easier without hitting their cap or their investments too hard. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, the I, I know the Players Association. See, the thing with professional sports and the layout of it now is that, yes, all these ideas sound great, but, like, two parties have to agree for it to even happen. Yeah. So And they can't go back- backwards. And they can't go backwards. So it's like, if we want this to really happen, like, both sides have to agree that this is necessary. And the NBA players, they literally could just hold the owners hostage. Like, there's literally, like, if they want, if they don't want to see that change implemented, then they're just not going to agree to it. Yeah. And and that's just the bottom line, as opposed to the NFL, where the the Players Association hasn't, they haven't gotten to the point yet where, you know, they have a bigger voice in the room uh, when they, when they negotiate. Or more so, they just don't have the, uh, you know, they just they just don't have the power. Like the because, president, kind of. That's like the that? whole like Lamar situation. Like, there's no president where, like, now Deshaun Watson has a fully guaranteed contract. So now they're kind of like messing everything up, and that's why the whole like there's a big Lamar Jackson issue kind of now. Yeah, I think the NFL has a ton of a lot of issues with yeah, their players' association, their contracts. I mean, they have a lot more that they need to deal with. I think the NBA, the issues that they have is that the players are literally holding these owners for hostage. And, you know, I think even the the biggest players, um, you know, player empowerment, you know, people, can see that this is becoming a real issue, man, because now that the players are getting what they want, you know, the the, the product on the court is suffering. And mm-hmm. yeah. we're also being robbed of great games. You know how many games this season that we were robbed of because of load management? Because Kawhi didn't play, or Giannis didn't play, or Steph didn't play, or somebody, just somebody didn't play. And those are just random names I'm throwing out there. But there are yeah. literally a lot of games that I've seen so far this season I'm like, oh, man, this will be a great game if so-and-so is playing. How many times do you say that in the NFL? And in a more, in a higher contact sport. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Less games, but still applies. I think the mm. less games, it still make it's still, the, the, the higher risk of injury still makes up for the less amount of games that they play. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of times, even announcers are kind of like, eh, we don't really know what to talk about now. Because no one, like, except for, like, some dude's families, if you're the 15th, 16th guy on the bench and you're getting huge minutes, like, it's good for the player, but no one's paying $1,000 for courtside seats to go see that dude. No offense, but it's a big problem. And yeah. How many more tickets do you think the NBA could have sold, too? And the amount of money teams could have made and all that type of stuff. Yep. There's so many games, like, kind of like now that I have free time, like, hey, maybe I would go to a Nets game, even though it's kind of far, like, kind of kind of annoying for me to get there. But still, hey, maybe I would, would go to a Lakers game. But 
is it really worth me paying the tolls, paying for parking, paying for the ticket if LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't playing? Hell no. No shot in hell. I would never do that. So, I don't know. If those situations add up by, by a lot, especially over 82-game season, and for all these teams, man, it's a big problem. Yeah. Yep, totally. Um, I don't even know if you've seen, like, the commercials and stuff on the, like, when they're advertising for the game and then it's like Kevin Durant and the, in the uh, Phoenix Suns going against the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry. And then it's like, well, Kevin Durant's not going to be there. Like, you know, like <laughs> all of these, like, they'll, they'll even have like a graphic of like all the players when they're advertising for the game and they'll have a graphic where it's like Kevin Durant versus Steph Curry. But then like, Clearly, the NBA accounted for this guy playing, but then yeah. he got injured. Now, KD's different because he actually did get hurt again. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. that that situation has happened for players that weren't actually hurt. That were, or maybe, maybe they're in there, maybe they're hurt, but they're not injured. Exactly. Hey, that's a good way and, to put it. And they haven't, like, and you know, and they're just sitting around, but it's just like, come on, dude. Like, at this point in the season, yeah, you're going to be aching. You're going to be hurting a little bit. Like, sure. Like, Dude, that's like, like tonight, Anthony Davis isn't playing. Like, that's this is that's huge, just absurd. Like, that's a huge, this is a huge part of the season. How are you not going to play when the Lakers are happy they're the 10th seed? Like, yeah. if they lose tonight, I think they play the Rockets. Like, I think it was, yeah, they play the Rockets tonight. Well, if they lose this game because he wasn't there, that's huge. Bro, this, and this one game can be if they make the playoffs or not. But they're just gonna let him sit for no reason. No, it makes it makes absolutely wow. no sense. But I think it's also too like crazier when you look at the fact that the West is just so tight. Like, yeah, you like it. I don't care that you may have some nicks and bruises. Like, I don't care about none of that. Like, the fact that you are fighting, like you just said, fighting to get into the playoffs, and literally between the 7 and 10 seed, it's a one-game race. You are at, you have 12 games to Minnesota, who sits at the 7 seeds, 11. And then Golden State, who's at 5, you're only two games behind them, and you're sitting. And you're sitting. Like, that makes absolutely zero sense <laughs> if you want to have a playoff berth. Like, it, and, and this is exactly – I mean, shoot, if I was a freaking um, Rockets fan – mind you, this is the Rockets. These dudes, like, they just suck. So, like, when, yeah. when, when they have someone like the Lakers come to town, everyone wants to go. But then oh, now, yeah. all of a sudden, you have play, fans that have been waiting all season long for the Lakers to come to town, LeBron, AD – you know, obviously LeBron's injured. LeBron's legitimately injured. But then you got AD who may have nicks and bruises who's hurt and fighting for a playoff spot. And the one person that you could possibly be like, okay, at least we're going to see AD. Now AD's not playing. And you waited all season as a as a uh, resident of Houston to see this guy. It's just, it, it, it sucks, man. Yeah. This is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I feel like we were just getting our. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we got on our. Got all our uh, frustrations out. 
Yeah, I think we're we were both a little frustrated with the uh, load management, which says that there's an obvious problem. Like it's it's yeah. just not just it's not just us. Like you know, everyone's talking about it. Um, especially. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like especially when it's such tight, like we were saying, oh, it's only one game. Plus, they got to compete with college basketball right now. Like what I said before, I'm just watching college basketball mostly. If they yeah. want to compete with that and have people go to their games instead of the college basketball games, then they got to have the guys in the stands. Because so I really go, there's going to be more NBA players playing for Duke than there are for some NBA teams. True. Very true. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. Uh, Mutual opt-out deadline is March 31st between the NBA and the Players Association. So uh, we'll see if they get a deal done uh, soon here. I really hope they don't go into a lockout, but I've been saying that a potential lockout is kind of eminent, but, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so I guess do you want to move into our uh, top five contenders or – you said you had a uh, you had a trivia question, so oh, I'm yeah. interested to hear either or. We can do either or. All right, I'll do I'll do the trivia question real quick. It's not okay. like gonna be easy or hard. I don't know, but other than like the old guys, like Michael Jordan doesn't count. Which like recent player or players or other players have won? A college because college starts tomorrow. Mm. College national championship, oh, as well as an NBA championship. Oh, okay. I know AD is one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like you know. I think that one's easy. Um. Dang. You you know this is a good question for me because I'm not the biggest college guy. Mm -hmm. So I really have to think. All right, give me a sec. Um. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. One, I'll give you a hint. Uh, actually, both. I have another guys. one right now. I have uh, I have one for sure in my head right now. I have to give him out though. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, another one. Okay. Yeah. Um. No, no, sorry. What were you gonna say? I had it in my head, so I had to get it out. <laughs> no, I think I will give it give it away. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. One. Uh. Oh, well, he said current player. Dang. Uh, that's going to bother me, dude. That's going to bother me because I know there's someone big that I'm missing. <laughs> there's someone, like, obvious that I'm missing. All right, let's just go back into, uh, to the NBA champions, and maybe that'll help. So <laughs> I have uh, – dang. So, wait, who just won last year? Am I bugging? Freaking uh, the Warriors. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, Draymond didn't win one. Did he? No. No. Okay. Um. Okay. So then you go to the Bucks. Mm, I don't think I think Dante was the only one for the Bucks. Um. And then 2020 was the Lakers. Ooh. Ooh. Oh no, the Lakers. Lakers had some dudes on there that I'm not sure. 
Besides AD. Okay. 2019 was the Raptors. Can mm, I don't think anyone there. Uh, 18 was oh, and then the rest is Warriors. Warriors work. Okay, well, <laughs> those are the what I got three. Yeah, that's pretty good. Dante, AD, is that all I got? Yeah, just two. That's tough. Okay. Aren't that I was going to give it. What I was going to say to give it away was the other two dudes that I was thinking of were all on that Lakers team. Are you serious? Wait. Yeah. Who else? Quinn Cook and Danny Green. Oh. Those bums. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I didn't even think of Quinn Cook. Or I would have never thought of those two dudes. Oh, man. Yo, know, Quinn Cook has three rings. Crazy. Damn. He's had a great career, dude. Great value, J. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Dang. that video is the funniest video. <laughs> that girl on the mall. <laughs> the fact that he started singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Okay, that was a good question. That's a good one, man. Um, okay, so quickly, give me your top five contenders if you have them off the top of your off the top of your head. NBA. Yeah, NBA. And shoot, honestly, in the spirit of college basketball, uh, give me your college basketball top three for college basketball. Actually, let's do top top three for both. Top three, make it shorter, or make it easier. Four. Want to do the final four? Sure. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. I gotta pull this up real quick. Yeah. Let me, well, I'll do that NBA uh, while you pull. Oh, go ahead. I'm a big fan. Sadly, do I have them? Oh, I do have them. I don't know. For my final four, which I'm not really. Too, too confident. I have Arizona, Duke, Iowa, and Gonzaga. Arizona, Duke, Iowa, oh, Iowa Gonzaga. Bugging. Wait, who do you have? Iowa and Gonzaga. Okay. But I don't know about Gonzaga. I don't know. I think UCLA might might beat them if they make it that far. They could. Shoot. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to do this other bracket I did. My my uh my homer one. I got Bama, yeah. Texas, KU, and Big Marquette, baby. There you Let's go. go. Golden Eagles. Shit, I don't know. That was kind of <laughs> just like, I, I made two because I made one just be like, okay, Marquette's in it, and they're actually the two seed. So I was like, freaking man, let's just, you know, let's we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then <laughs> but and my, my one that I actually took seriously, even though, like, I don't watch it that much, college basketball that much, but, and it, and it shows because I, like, have literally, like, no upsets in, in uh, this one. But I have Bama, Texas, KU, and then I just swapped out Marquette with Purdue. There you go. I can't go yeah. wrong. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be some random team probably anyway, so that no one has. So I know. I know, <laughs> right? Um, you wanna give me your NBA? NBA? Yeah. I think Bucks number one. And then the rest I don't really have an order, but Celtics, Suns, 
the last one. Shoot. I don't know. There could be so many teams. Mav? I don't know. Mm. I think those three teams are way ahead of anyone else. Yeah. I don't know. That fourth one, it could be like six teams. I know. I know. I I, I have the same three as you. Same order. I don't think the Sixers are going to do anything crazy. And then I don't trust the Nuggets. The Kings are going to lose. I don't don't know. They don't have enough experience. The Mavericks, they don't really trust either. Um, Who else is there? Gotta be someone. <laughs> see, standings. But yeah, I got I got the same I got the same top three, same order. I got Bucks, Celtics, Suns. Although it's pretty, I I, I contradicted myself after I because I did my little top uh, four list when mm-hmm. I was at work, and I realized that. In the last episode, I literally was just saying how I don't trust the Suns. Suns are going to do this and that. And I also <laughs> was like, oh, well, the Nuggets are going to end up playing the Kings in the conference finals. So I have to go with my top four that yeah. are going to meet in the conference finals. Or this <laughs> wouldn't make any sense. So yeah. I'm taking out the Suns. Okay. To keep it, you know, because I, I do honestly feel like the Suns are going to lose in the second round. I'm gonna go Bucks, Celtics. I'm gonna go with the Nuggets and then the Kings. However, I think the Nuggets, you know, they're in a rough patch right now. So they they lost to the Nets. Yeah, they lost like four straight. So that's crazy. You're talking about your team like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> What's that? KD and Kyrie. That's asking? crazy. He's like, he lost to those guys. <laughs> he would have never. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I'm gonna stick with those four. I really think the Kings are gonna do some damage in the playoffs, man. Like I really do. I think I think their ceilings the conference finals, but after that, uh, I don't think. I don't think they can go all the way. But at the same time, though, it's going to be wild. KD's going to play in the playoffs the first time with that group, pretty much. That's crazy. It's going to be awesome, man. And the playoffs are going to be great. I mean, March Madness is obviously going to be, like, way better. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it'll be a great transition into, you know, the West. Like, because the West is going to be the the only thing that matters. Yeah, the East yeah. is going to suck because we all yeah. know who's going to play each other. Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, Miami, like, let me, one thing about Miami. One thing, because I haven't talked about them in a while. Like, mm-hmm. we just don't have enough. I think it's time to move away. Little? Yeah, I mean, I think it's time to move away from the Jimmy and Bam combo. And try yeah. and bring someone else in. I think 100%. we we we've tried. We 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 had we went we did three trips. We did the three trips to the conference finals. You know, like with this group. 
I think their biggest mistake was wasn't or was not going after James Harden that hard. Yeah, man. I I don't know if he would have been able to survive, but with a strip club and nightlife in Miami, I don't know. They held on to Hero for way too long in all these trades or possible trades. Yeah. Now, now he's just like a good player. He he's not like, oh, maybe he could be an all star. Now he's just like he's gonna be a good role starter in the league. I agree. Right after the bubble, we should have been like. Just you know, boom, that was that was his that. that was his ceiling right there, man. The bubble yeah. was the best we'll ever probably see him, and you know we should have we should have striked the iron while it was hot, and you know dealt that hand. But all in all, you know, forget Miami. We're not gonna do anything this year. We're not gonna be great. We're probably gonna lose in the first round. Shoot, probably gonna lose in the playing. So you know, I don't have much hope in my for my team either. You know. Complete opposite of how I was talking last year, where I was like, yo, we going to the chip. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Every week I was talking about it because I thought we were we were that good, but man. Yeah. yeah, bro. So anyways. Uh yeah, man. So good pod. And we'll uh we'll be back next week with uh with another one for y'all. <laughs>